This WBEZ podcast is supported by Hacia, whose Executive Fellows Program provides Black and Latinx business owners with real-world tools and strategies needed to master fundamental management concepts related to company stability and growth. Registrants learn through one-on-one executive coaching sessions with subject matter experts in the areas of finance, business development, operations, and legal. More info at HACIAWorks.org. What's up, Chicago? I'm Erin Allen, and this is The Rundown. June has most definitely become a month of celebration. Pride Month, Juneteenth, National Camping Week. Also, this past June was the 22nd year of National Soul Food Month. It's a time to celebrate the heritage and history of foods and foodways of both African-Americans and folks across the African diaspora. And if you're like me, you might see it as a time to deviate from the more plant-based diet you normally live by. No matter how you celebrate, here's a fun fact. The creator of National Soul Food Month is a Chicagoan, Sharla Draper. And my colleague, Sienna Greaves, who's an audio producer and food writer here at WBEZ, went down to the South Side to break bread with her. We invited Sienna back to the rundown to tell us all about it. She starts by introducing the soul food Jane of all trades herself. Charlotte Draper is amazing. She is born and raised in Chicago. I don't think it would be an exaggeration to call her a hometown hero. Uh, She lives on the south side in Chatham. She's had an amazing career in food. Um, She's done everything from cooking, food styling. She was a former food editor at Ebony Magazine in the early 80s. She worked for Campbell's. She worked for Kraft Foods. She um, had a stint with Southern Living Magazine. Um... She has made the transition to the blogosphere. Uh, She's been a blogger for many years. Uh, Mm. She now runs her own uh, consultancy company where she works with uh, restaurants. And, um, yeah, she's, I think, a really wonderful example um, for people who work in food industry and kind of think they are relegated to one thing. Like, I'm a cook, so I'm a cook. Or I've always worked front of house, so I'm front of house. I mean, her career has really touched so many different parts of the industry. And it was just such a pleasure to meet her. Wow. She just needs to start a podcast. She She should. She should. Everything. (laughs) She might already have one. I wouldn't be surprised. Right. Um, So she also was one of the first food writers to cook um, with the Ebony Test Kitchen. Can you talk about that? Yeah, it was really, really interesting. You know, it came up, um, again, her her time as a food editor at Ebony Magazine in the early 80s. And, you know, you might have heard that last month it was announced that the Ebony Test Kitchen will now be housed at the Smithsonian Museum of African American History and Culture, which is amazing. Um, It's just one of those things that... It makes sense when you think about it, but, you know, it is actually a very, very historic space. So when you talked to her, did you get a sense of how and when she started National Soul Food Month? Yeah, so National Soul Food Month started uh, this year. It celebrated its 22nd year. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, it it, it is a, a celebration and recognition, if you will, of the traditions and heritage of Black cooking and celebrating Black foodways. Yeah. Mm hmm. In your work looking into National Soul Food Month, did you get into soul food and like the evolution of it within within black spaces? Mm-hmm. 
Well, this interesting thing, I, I will say, I mean, we did touch on, it was kind of more of like what our favorite soul food okay. dishes were. <laughs> yeah. um, the theme of this year's um, National Soul Food Month was about preservation. And a lot of our wow. conversations, you know, really revolved around our favorite recipes and recipes that, you know, were passed down yes. in our families and just a lot of reminiscing um, about that. And that really is, to me, what makes soul food so special, right? Yes. You know, it is about hearth and home. And there's something about a good plate of soul food that kind of takes you out of yourself. Yeah. And if it's made just right, it, it does catapult you to the past, right? Ooh. Talk about it. <laughs> um, what? Yeah, like what? Tell me what is what is what is one of your favorite soul food dishes? Oh my goodness! One of my favorite soul food dishes is dressing. Uh, I love it. Oh my god! You I stole used to mine. think my mom made the best dressing. <laughs> yes, um, but my uh, partner's family, and I'm gonna shout you out, Tracy. <laughs> I know you're listening. She makes. The best cornbread dressing. And, you know, it's the one dish that everybody's waiting for at Thanksgiving. Uh, so if Tracy's late, no one's eating uh-huh. until the dressing arrives, yes. right? It's just that one thing that she makes so bloody well. Yes. it's She makes her cornbread fresh. She has to wait till the turkey is done to collect the drippings. And it's it's just fantastic. Yes. I literally talk about it all year, uh, counting down the days till Thanksgiving to have her dressing. Why <laughs> is Thanksgiving the only holiday where the dressing comes out? Like, I just feel like it's should be at all the dinners, all the holidays, Valentine's Day included. Like, let's just is it <laughs> normalize the same, though? dressing. Is it the same? Uh, when I, I don't know. Okay. I feel like anticipation is, is part oh, of what makes dressing taste so bloody good, right, right? Right, Like, just the scarcity of it. Right. You know, when you just, you finally get it. You're like, exactly. oh my God, thank you, Jesus. Exactly. Okay. Um, yeah, I would have to say for me, dressing is is a part of it. Especially now, since I'm like mostly plant based, that doesn't really hold when I go to my family mm-hmm. um, gatherings and, and have soul food um, because nobody else in my family is plant based. But, um, you know, I end up getting the greens with the, you know, with the turkey or the pork um, seasoning and the dressing has the turkey in it as well. But, you know, I'm. I'm a consumer of sides now at my family uh, family meals. Um, Don't sleep on slides. Sides yeah. are, I mean. Exactly. Yeah. Period. Um, and so, uh, yeah, the dressing is really important <laughs> for me right. as far as uh, soul food and, and collard greens as well. It's really interesting because I remember one year I spent Thanksgiving with a friend of mine from Ireland and the food was good, uh-huh. but the sides were so simple. Um. Parsnip. <laughs> Cabin. <laughs> okay, parsnip. You know what I mean? They're just like really simple signs. Yeah. And I'm just like, wow, this is delicious. However, <laughs> I just need, I need meatier sides. Yeah. That, so, yeah, don't sleep on sides. That's sides really are, interesting. The meat is not, is not the only thing that has to be meaty. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. The yeah, meat, I'm, I mean, these days, I'm not really even thinking about the meats. It's only one thing that's on your plate. It's literally one thing. You know, okay, maybe you have two or three meats, you know, but like that's that's a minority. It depends, though. It depends. Like I uh, this is a whole nother episode. We'll do this in November because I've been to so many different iterations of like Thanksgiving, Indian Thanksgiving. Highly recommend. Okay. <laughs> Highly recommend. Right. Indian Thanksgiving is amazing. Um, but like a Jamaican household, there would always be like two spreads. There'd be like curry goat, curry chicken, rice and peas, jerk chicken, chop suey. Mm. 
Then there would be American Thanksgiving, like all on the same table. Chop Just to mm, Jamaican chop suey. All right. Again, another episode. We'll yes. do a whole episode we'll on Asian Caribbean black yeah. crossover. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, Asian Caribbean crossover, which is real and thick and deep. Yeah. Um, okay. All right. Back on track. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of the things that has really stood out to me when we've talked about food before is family traditions. Um, you've been on the show talking about jollof rice and your family. And I really want to get into this concept of recipes as family history. Um, what are your thoughts on that framing? Oh, man, I guess now that I am like officially middle aged, <laughs> I just really want to collect everything and hold on to everything mm. and make sure that there is a record of not just my ancestors and my parents, but of myself. Yes. You know what I mean? And one of the ways in which I express myself, I think, you know, besides my writing, is through cooking. Yes. So I, I definitely write things down. I have notebooks and notebooks and notebooks of recipes, some recipes that I've, you know, um, evolved. As Charlotte Draper said, you mm-hmm. know, recipes have many lives. And I've tweaked a few of my mom's, <laughs> you know, recipes and a few of my dad's recipes. But yeah, uh, I, I agree. Recipes are artifact. Recipes are so tied to our cultural identity. And it is so important to hold on to that and 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 pass that down. Because when we think about how we communicate yeah. and community and mm. food is such a huge part of yes. our commune. You know, it is one of those few things. I mean, it it really isn't a cliche that really does bring everybody together. And, you know, amazing things happen at the table. Absolutely. So, yeah, I I am a a firm believer that we preserve our recipes and, and that we are preserving, you know, ourselves and our history. Yeah. I actually spoke to Charlotte Draper uh, at length about this, and she has a really great story about it. And I have some tape of that. Most people have in their family an aunt or uncle who made the very famous coleslaw or grilled ribs. Well, then they never wrote anything down. So when they transition, nobody has the recipe. My uncle was our family pit master, and he made the best lamb ribs his daughter doesn't have the recipe. I don't have the recipe. And every year we say, oh, let's get together and try to make some lamb ribs. I mean, it's, there are so many people in my family that when I talk about them, the dish that they make mm-hmm. is what comes up. Yeah. You know, so often, well, you know, of course. grandma, she had her German chocolate cake, like, mm-hmm. you know, and other people as well. Right. Um, we'll talk about my grandmother. And, and that is what. And you've talked you know, about this German chocolate yes. cake before. So. <laughs> I expect a slice of German chocolate cake to be on my desk. Right. So sooner rather than later, Erin. Okay. (laughs) Putting it out there. You can't just keep talking about it and not producing the cake. I need the cake. You're going to continue talking about it. I got you. Right right around like January, December area, we we, we got you. I got you. Okay. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Thankfully, my grandmother did write that down. Right. And (laughs) so my uncle, my aunties, my mama, everybody got it. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Excellent. Um. Now, one thing that comes up for me with traditional soul food dishes, especially at family and cultural gatherings, is sticking to the original recipe. Um, Some folks deviate from that. Um, You talked about um, food and and recipes evolving over time. Uh, Others are more purists. Um, You know, they want to keep that OG recipe. And no matter what, what category would you say you fall in? I'm I'm definitely... 
pro evolution. Okay. For sure. Um, because it, it is important to write things down and you have the recipe and you learn the recipe, but you don't reference the recipe every time you make it. You, <laughs> yeah. Come on. About the third or fourth time, you stop measuring things. Yes. You start substituting things. And, mm. you know, recipes, I think as long as the base stays the same, I mean, you, it, it's okay to add, um, to improvise and, and to allow recipes to evolve, um, whether it be, um, you know, again, as someone who's plant-based, you, you know that. I mean, there's no reason why yeah. you can't have vegan dressing. Tell, there, there's t- no reason why. There, tell my uncle can't. that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I will. I will. <laughs> I mean, there's there's no reason why there shouldn't be vegan dressing that's delicious yeah. at the table. So, yeah, no, I'm definitely pro-evolution. Yeah. I want to bag on my family too much. Shout out to Aunt Dale. <laughs> she made me some uh, some beans at uh, our last family gathering so that I didn't have to go without protein. So thank you, Aunt Dale. Um, so in the spirit of defining and redefining things, National Soul Food Month makes me think a lot about the ways that something can really feed your soul. And I wonder if you can just get a little meta with me and talk about what soul food is to you. This, I love talking mm to people about traditions, about their cultures, about um, the things that make them them. Yes. You know, to me, I think that's the best way to learn about someone and to really get to the heart and core of somebody. Mm-hmm. And I think taking the time out uh, with friends, with coworkers, just to, you know, have these conversations and, you know, not always centering yourself and just tell me about you. Tell me about, you know, what you're having for dinner tonight. Tell me about what your favorite recipe is. Yeah. These these moments are, are very, very special. And I think um, I think it's probably the best way to really learn about somebody. Yeah, making that connection is is definitely mm-hmm. satiating. Ooh, ooh. Oh, I uh, like that. <laughs> Sienna Greaves is an audio producer and food writer here at WBEZ. Sienna, thank you. Always a pleasure, Erin. Thank you so much for having me. Sienna has a feature story based on her conversation and meal with Charlotte Draper. You can listen to that at WBEZ.org. And that's it for today. Thank you to Justin Bull and Sarah Stark for producing The Rundown and to Ariel Van Cleef for editing the show. Justin also engineered this episode. Our theme music is by Louis Weeks. And The Rundown is produced by WBEZ Chicago and is a part of the NPR Network. If you love the show, please rate and review us. It helps more people find The Rundown. I'm Erin Allen. Thank you so much for listening. I'll talk to you tomorrow morning. Okay, so we got into the dressing a lot. We clearly love us some dressing. Um, anything else that you love about soul food? Uh, I'm going to go Jamaican on this. I love a good fried dumpling. I like fried dumplings with my soup. I like fried dumplings with my fried fish. I like just fried dumplings as a snack. But just like jollof rice, somebody always has to fry the dumplings for <laughs> me. I don't know how to fry dumplings. <laughs> I'm like, so what's in them? Like, how are we making them? Girl, like, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> 